Good day, good day, one and all. Nice to have you here. Thank you for listening, downloading, subscribing, or whatever the hell people are supposed to say. That's the thing that I hear the most, so I will say it once and possibly never again. <laughs> yes, uh, hello, welcome, thank you for being here today. Um, just wanted to pop on here and, you know, talk a little bit about something that I love and and the the origins of something. As I mentioned in the, in the first episode of this, which I think was the first episode, um, about my that this this little podcast thing, this little show, this little series, whatever the heck it is, uh, will be about the passions, whether in my life or in the people, the passions of the people that are in the that are in my world as well. Talking about the things that we love, you know. And I, I know I've mentioned pro wrestling. I've know I've mentioned heavy metal music. But the big one for me is horror, horror movies, everything to do with horror. That would probably be my number one. It's been for most of my life, my almost 38 years of life. Um, yeah, horror has been, been my number one. And I'm not quite shy about that. I'm not really ashamed of acknowledging or living my horror fandom out, out into the world. I'm quite unabashed by it. Uh, at, at work, at my place of employment, you know, people know me as one of the horror guys. You know, my a lot of my a lot of my closet, which I which I coincidentally went through today, uh, is quite stocked with uh, black <laughs> T-shirts with horror designs or horror references on them, which is pretty funny. But yeah, horror is my thing. It's like why people that don't get it, people that I uh, people that I meet sometimes they go why why are you into this stuff like why, just why, <laughs> they don't get it, and it's funny a lot of people out there don't get it, but there's a big reason why, myself and a very big entire community of people love this stuff a very big and forever seemingly growing very passionate very um, die-hard group of people love this stuff. Now, I can't speak for anybody else. I'm never going to try to speak for anybody else. I will only speak for this, for this, uh, for this being that I am. Um, but yeah, har- horror movies, yeah, they're scary. They're horrifying. They can be dark. They can be haunting. They can be intense, disturbing. They can be funny. They can just be everything and anything they want to be, um, which is... Yeah, but the, at at its core, I feel like for a lot of us that love this stuff, especially for myself, they're safe, which seems so contradictory to 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 the to the subject matter of of this stuff. But they're safe; they're make believe. You you know, you know for the most part that that whatever's going on on the screen or or. On the in the movie or on the big screen or the the your the your phone whatever you know for most part that that's pretty far fetched and that can never happen and it's safe it's a safe way to get scared it's a safe way to tap into the primal things that scare you you know it's safe and then you get to turn it off so you get to experience the fear and you get to turn it off 
and you get to have the have the endorphin rush and have the actual phys- physiological uh, effects of fear and then turn it off and then hopefully you go whoa that was awesome oh that was great or that just sucked one or the other <laughs> it usually ends up somewhere on that spectrum <laughs> um but yeah so i wanted to pop on here and just talk a little bit about i guess my horror origins or <laughs> In this case, we'll call it the Horrigens. Hey, hey. Oh, yeah. Um, so being that I'm almost 38 years old, I'm in, uh, born in the early 80s. So I'm an early 80s baby, um, which I feel like was a very good decade for horror, especially as, as I go back now as you know, in, in, at this stage of my life. And I do a lot of research and I, I study and I just search and search and search and find new stuff. The 80s was a pretty good decade for horror. In a, in a lot of ways. A lot of uh, iconic things were uh, created in the 80s. A lot of uh, really awesome franchises were born then. A um, lot came out of there. Uh, it was, I, would ha- I, would hesit- I would not hesitate to say that it's probably in many people's top two for overall decades of uh, horror movies. But yes, what are my origins? What got me into this stuff? And obviously, I can't remember the, the too much of very early life, but I do remember always kind of being attracted to things that had monsters in them, had scary things in them. Um, maybe this is me playing a little bit of self-psychologist here, but like kind of in a way felt that maybe I could relate to a lot, maybe some of the subject matter or maybe maybe relate to the the characters, whether they be the monsters or the villains and just in one way or another, whether whether it was because it felt outcasty, like like an outcast, or just weird or strange or so that's I think what initially pulled me that way. And you know, sci fi movies and horror to me, they 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 there there's a fine line a lot of times. Um we talk about movies like like the thing, you know, John Carpenter's the thing. There's there's that fine line between horror and science fiction. I do th- consider it more of a sci-fi movie, but it has the perfect blend of horror and sci-fi. But, you know, sci-fi, for me, in terms of, like, I guess now, now people call them kaiju, but giant monsters. I was, as a child, I was obsessed with Godzilla and King Kong movies, whether it was the King Kong movie from the 70s or, or the original 1930s one. You know, and then the God, the Godzilla movies, which I didn't discover the act, the, the very first Godzilla movie until I was in my teenage years. So I was seeing, you know, the the sequels, you know, Godzilla versus whether it was versus King Kong or versus Mothra or uh, Ghidorah. Like I was always really fascinated with that, and I think one of the big ones from when I was a kid was um, was it was called Godzilla 1985. It was the American version of a movie that came out the year prior. And it was like Godzilla coming back as the badass, kick-ass, atomic breath monster that he was. And I remember watching that over and over and over and over again. And having little Godzilla figures and being obsessed with, like I said earlier, the 1970s uh, King Kong. It's just like, that's what got me into it. And... You know, talking about, I mentioned a little while ago, you know, iconic movies and um, franchises that came out of the 80s. Well, right when I was in like kindergarten-ish, maybe a little earlier than that, I remember really becoming obsessed with 
with Ghostbusters. You know, because the movie had come out and then people my age, you know, there was a cartoon. So, like, becoming, you know, watching Ghostbusters and, like, seeing the uh, demonic dogs and, you know, ghosts and stuff like that. Like, it became part of just what I became obsessed with. And uh, we have, my mom had a, uh, had a high school friend um, that many of you I'm sure would recognize if you saw him, uh, actor named the actor by the name of uh, Joe Pantoliano, and uh, he was one of the villains in the, the movie The Goonies. So I was very much into Goonies, even though it's not really in the horror um, genre, but I bring that up because I feel like the horror version of The Goonies was a very big part of my childhood, which was the movie called The Monster Squad. You know, four or five kids, and then they, they end up with the, the classic movie monsters of Frankenstein and Dracula and Wolfman and... Although said like I just remember being obsessed with that. So whether it was the the science fiction of the giant monsters uh, or the scary or the, the the funny comedy, yet also at the same time at parts scariness of the Ghostbusters and Monster Squad and stuff like that. Like I was just you know really obsessed. Um, those were very big parts of my foundation, and then I. Uh, a movie that from that as I watched as a child that that sort of did scar me for life uh, was uh, was Jaws and I know I know there's a lot of debate out there as to whether Jaws is actually a horror movie or not. I definitely uh, I don't consider it a full blown horror movie, but it's a movie that has uh, it's like a perfect blend of horror and action and suspense and yada yada. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about a giant fish that eats people. <laughs> and I know for certain that it scared a lot of people out of the water, including myself, including the, um, I guess what would have been six year old me or like, like roughly around that age who was afraid to go into swimming pools <laughs> because the giant shark might come and eat him. And, uh, when I say it scarred me, like I still do not go into the ocean here in New Jersey as a result of that. No, thank you. I will let that go to the other swimmers and tourists in the area. But yeah, so Jaws, um, big part again. I was just fascinated by it. Still, still one of my favorite movies to this, to this day. Um, I was also very fortunate to have family members that were also into, into this stuff and which also helped to fuel my love for it. Like, you know, it's, it's one thing to have a passion, but then it's another thing to have somebody else in your life that can, you know, to talk to about it and to help promote and fuel your love of this. And for me, I remember that that was my grandmother, um, my, uh, my maternal grandmother. Um, one of the very first movies I remember um, watching with her, like I have a vivid memory of this, was the 1978 the the classic john carpenter probably my favorite horror movie still of all time um halloween I remember seeing there sitting there watching it and uh being terrified but also like this is amazing this is absolutely fabulous and i was hooked i was hooked on it and you know my grandmother would tell me she would tell me all these stories you know growing up uh, she was born in kind of the late i think the late 1920s um you know, talking about you know all the, all the going going to to the movies in the 30s and the 40s and watching all this horror stuff and being you know 
raised on it in a lot of ways. And even until the time of her passing, you know, uh, a few years ago, she, I would call her up on the phone and she'd be watching the sci-fi network, watching the crappiest horror movies known to man. But that's what she loved. And so she and I bonded over that. Um, she got me into, like I said, in Halloween. That was my first real exposure to that. Um, it was a great time. So yeah, and another very big influential movie from my uh, younger years. I guess I would have been eight, maybe possibly turned eight by then. Because um, I'm looking at the figure on my desk right now as I'm recording this from my cave of awesomeness. Because um, you should see the collection that I have amassed and surround me. For most people, it would be terrifying. And for some people, it's amazing. But uh, I'm looking right at uh, Pennywise the Clown, the uh, the uh, Tim Curry portrayal of Pennywise the Clown. And, um, yeah, that movie was just a, just a great part of my childhood. But um, going back to my grandmother, one thing that she really kind of uh, helped me fall in love with was the um, the Universal Monsters probably around 9 or 10 years old. Now, probably 10 or 11 when I really uh, developed a love for them. Um, and that was right around the time when Universal Studios, Universal Pictures started to release their um, their collection on um, VHS tapes. VHS tapes. I have such a love for VHS tapes. But they started releasing the movies on VHS tapes. And um, I just started collecting them i started buying all of them i think i collected i think i bought every single one that they had released in that series um and i just fell in love with it and the good the bad and the uh you know the dracula series frankenstein series wolfman series mummy series creature series and everything and everything else in between um and my grandmother just promoted it she loved it she loved watching them with me we loved talking about them uh, I just I still have a very big love for the Universal monsters as I as I as I as I look at the three <laughs> uh, statues to my right of Dracula, Frankenstein, and the Wolfman. Just as I as as I speak, you know, it was just amazing. And I think I feel like any '80s and '90s you know, horror nerd, horror kid, uh, has a very fond love of the video store, uh, the movie store. And going, you know, I just mentioned VHS tapes where you think I, I bought, there was no Amazon back then. There was no place to order them offline. It was, you went to the, you went to the, to, to the movie store and you just searched. And, um, it was, you know, mom and I had a mom and pop movie store in my hometown, which I discovered a lot in. I remember, uh, I vividly remember going back to that Godzilla 1985. They had the big cardboard cut out of Godzilla 1985 1985 but also the I uh the very my first experience with Freddy Krueger was actually the cutout for um Nightmare on Elm Street 5 The Dream Child in 1989 so I have a memory of that with Freddy holding the glove up to his mouth basically uh miming shh because the because the baby's sleeping um yeah, such a great time in the mom and pop video store. And then, you know, when my town got a blockbuster, you know, it was great. And speaking of blockbuster, <laughs> in uh, the where I work today used to be a blockbuster. I'm not going to mention where I work today because, A, they're not a sponsor. And, B, they're not getting the time of day out of that for me. 
but uh yeah so i live in the i live in the shell of uh or i work in the shell of what was a blockbuster but i had this conversation re recently with um with somebody talking about how kids today there's an entire generation of people that don't know the um the thrill and the fun of a video store which you know anybody that had those experiences in the video store it was you know you went and you walked those departments and especially horror kids a lot of horror nerds say say the same thing they just walked the department over and over and over again and they looked at every single one of the covers and that's how you discovered stuff by looking at how weird or how freaky or how scary a cover may look you picked it up and you read the backs and then oftentimes you brought it home and you discovered stuff and Sometimes you discovered real gems and other times you discovered total crap. <laughs> but the beautiful thing about the video store versus, um, you know, say like, you know, you go on, whether it's Netflix or Prime or horror fans have Shudder, stuff like that, you know, you click on something and if you don't like it within five minutes, you just turn it off and you just click X and you know it's, it's no big deal because you, you, you didn't waste any time but like if you went to the video store and you rented a movie and you spent the three or so dollars like you were committed to that movie for two or so days you brought that home and, 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 and you were watching that thing whether it was the biggest piece of garbage in the world or not yeah it was uh, it was a great place it was just you know, like I said walking those set the sections for hours just finding new things investing yourself um but yeah what terrified me as a kid you know what like what actually took me to a place where I, like it not only it not only scared me but it freaked me out and I, I already mentioned jaws jaws was a big one for me um it's afraid to go in pools you know giant shark's gonna eat me <laughs> any other one of us and in hindsight i probably watched it at a, a, too young of an age <laughs> But the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, I have a hard time watching that movie today because of this. But yeah, the the realism of that movie uh, definitely freaked me out uh, as a very young, very young kid. Uh, but can I go wrong with Leatherface and uh, the rest of those cannibals, which is just fun times. The very first movie that I, very first horror movie that I saw on my own in a movie theater. Um was actually one of the worst uh, adaptations um, or the worst uh, movies within a very popular franchise. It was uh, Jason Goes to Hell, uh, the Friday the 13th, Part 9. Uh, first one I have ever saw on my own in a movie theater. Went, went with my friends and, and we, where you needed no adult supervision at all. Just went in there. There's, I think, three of us. And I was petrified because I didn't know what to expect. Um, so that movie has a very uh, big uh, nostalgia bit of fondness uh, for me, even though it isn't the greatest Friday the 13th movie. But um, And then as I got older, you know, as I became a teenager, I just, I just kept my collection going, collecting VHS tapes and then later DVDs. And even though during the 90s horror wasn't... It wasn't all that good for the most part throughout the 90s, um, but I found ways to expand my taste and, and, and to collect. And then, and then that period of, you know, kind of darkness kind of went into the 2000s. And then horror has brought itself back and has become a, uh, a viable 
uh, genre these days, um, which is awesome to experience. But you know, as I'm as I near the end of my origin, you know, I uh, found a very bigger a bigger love for it all. I don't even, don't even know if that was possible, but I did. But I started to go to by going to conventions, the whole world of horror conventions out there, and I've been going to um, I've been going to them for a good six or so years now, and what immediately struck me was just it was just full of people like me, you know, that love the things that I love, that got th- the things that I got. It was just like we could make little references to each other, and you got it versus having people just stare at you weirdly, like what the hell are you talking about? You know, so yeah, meeting people like me, meeting the celebrities from the movies, and which then gets you more emotionally attached to the movies. You know, it, it makes you dive into them more um, and learn about them and collect them, and it makes you bigger fans of them. And uh, obviously, with the advent of social media, whether you know there are social media groups within you know bigger platforms like Facebook, or there are the strict horror social media group or, or uh, apps, which is just amazing. So you're like, you got, you got this whole world of people like you and you just expand it. You sell stuff to each other and you tip, you, you tip each other off and you joke and it's just, it's just amazing. And it's just brought me to here to where I was like, I mean, maybe at one point in, you know, my life, you know, being a horror fan was kind of taboo and like you didn't really acknowledge it. And whereas now it's just like, you talk about it with no problem and you admit it and you're, you and you and you have pride as you as you as you, as you as you discuss it you know it's just the greatest thing ever and um yeah that's so i that's what i wanted to make this first episode about or this second i guess second technically episode about would be like my origins my my why why do i love this horror why is it such a deep uh part of my life why has it always been so i am hoping to have this conversation with a lot of other people um to find out more about what brought them to the game you know what 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 hooked them what got them in it um so yeah so that was that i thank you thank you for spending you know the last 20 plus minutes with me possibly listening to this maybe maybe relating to a thing or two (laughs) maybe a little maybe learning a little bit more about why the why uh this person uh has has the love that he loves of this crazy, horrifying, terrifying, dark, just uh, scary genre of horror movies. Um, so yes, yeah, so as I sit here in my cave of awesomeness, my cave of horrifying awesomeness, um, surrounded by the things that I love most, I wish you well. I hope you have a best. I hope you have a great day. I hope you stay safe in this in this in this crazy world now. Take care of yourself. Be well. I'll talk to you next time.